who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast. Myself, Anthony, Kobe, and Billy, the three-man crew. Uh, point for you guys tonight. Gentlemen, what's up? What's going on? Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that one doesn't seem to ever get old, man. Uh, Anthony's not a game show host at the beginning there. Sounds like we're <laughs> I gonna guess. Do one of these days you guys will get funny. <laughs> uh, Drew Carey over here. Oh, man. Jeez. See what I got to work with, everybody? Without <laughs> the dad jokes, I guess. So what's happening? We got a win last night, finally. How about that? Hey, 11 and 11. We're 500. <laughs> Jeez. That's right. You know, you know what's funny about that? 11 and 11 were only two losses out of fourth place. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the West stinks, too. <laughs> oh, man. That's one way to look at it, but. Yeah, no. The the Mavs just got their like ninth or tenth loss earlier this evening to the Cavs. Yeah, that that uh that East is hot apparently, huh? They apparently because like I said, everybody in the West except for the Suns and the Warriors has seemingly nine or ten losses. They play each other tomorrow. So yeah, someone's got to lose, right? You would think that should be an entertaining game. Well, yeah, the Suns have won like what seventy six games in a row. <laughs> yeah, my my money's on the Suns. Yeah, they're they're definitely hot right now. Oh, all of a sudden, in the beginning, <laughs> you're a big Warriors. They're the biggest threat. Now your money's on the Suns when they play the Warriors. I'm just I'm, come I'm on, just, Skip. I'm, I'm just saying for tomorrow, you know, like I was pretty surprised that uh, you know they they uh, walked through the net. So you know, we'll see what happens with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had a nice uh, nice quality win against uh, Brooklyn, who've been playing really well. Um, obviously, the the Warriors are. Have been playing really well. I mean, Steph is Steph is pretty much unstoppable right now. He is is just carrying that team on his back, and they just cannot lose right now. Well, they're feeding off him, that's for sure. Unlike off of our leaders, because they're not (laughs) leading. Well, but the difference is, is their leaders played in every single game. Our leaders played in half. So. Uh oh, uh oh! You're, you're doing a little foreshadowing of what we're about to do right now. No, I'm just foreshadowing what we're going to do right I'm now. Just speaking the truth here. Speaking the truth here. What are we going to do right now, Anthony? What's happening? Well, I thought we'd have a little fun this week. You know, given our you know exciting 11 and 11 start, uh, we're about a quarter of the way through the season. So I thought we'd do a little Kamenitsky brothers blame pie to break down sort of where we think the blame lies or who we think the blame lies so far for the Lakers subpar start. Thought that'd be a, a little fun exercise. And I know you're all about the fun, Kobe. So why don't you go first? <laughs> all right. Well, so, uh, I mean, it's not like we're like the Rockets two and 17 or anything or whatever their, their record is, you know, uh, but we're going to assign some blame for this, uh, lackluster start to our season you know um i I don't know what what you had us at 22 games in anthony but i'm assuming it's something like what 
17 and five or something probably no I mean I think realistically at the 20 game mark I think I had us with six losses maybe seven if things went south so we're definitely a little bit off that pace yeah just a tad just a tad so okay so this is how I broke my uh blame pie up here so okay I'm putting 40% of the blame on our defense. I'm putting 20% on AD. I'm putting 20% on Russell Westbrook. I'm putting 10% on the offense, 5% on LeBron, and 5% on Coach Vogel. Okay, let me do the math here. Carry the one. Okay, that is 100%. (laughs) Good. Good job. Um, Oh, brother. I'm surprised just off the bat that I thought it was going to be 98% LeBron. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm trying to give the most objective, you know, point of view I can here. You know, I, I know we joke around and, we, you know, that's, that's what we do. That's what, that's how we get down. But uh, this is, this is as objective as it, as it gets. And uh, no worry, even though LeBron's only 5% here, you know, he, okay. he's got, he's got some work to do. It's going to feel bigger than 5%, but anyway, so let me, okay. let me break it down. So, yeah, so explain, explain your process. So for me, the glaring issue, 22 games in, is our defense. You know, I think that most people would agree with that. That's all we've been seeing. All these articles have been coming out, you know, for the last month and a half, been all about our defense. As I successfully predicted, might I add, on our Mamba Day episode on August 24th, uh, before the season started. Make sure you guys go check that out. Um, I felt that our defense was going to be an issue, and it has been pretty bad. Right. Uh, in spurts here and there, it, it has been good. But for the most part, it's been bad. We have little to no effort. Most of the time uh, we get killed on defensive rebounds. Anthony's favorite rebounds in general. Um, we get lost on baseline cuts. We can't figure out how we want to defend the pick and roll. We allow, as of today, 114 points per game, which is second worst in the NBA. And I mean, we literally have trouble. I, I, I watch this with my own eyes just staying with our own man on defense uh sometimes we leave and we help a guy and another guy is just in a split second wide open right to the bucket um yep. so I, I just i don't know why we can't just stay on our man and it's 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 crazy it's like sometimes we fail to just do the basics on defense and anthony i know you love to bring this up you love to text us like why can't we just defend anyone why why can't even our young guards just defend anyone <laughs> And my answer to that is simply, I think that this team has already made up their minds, uh, you know, before the season even started as to how they were going to play. And defense was not on that agenda. I think it was on Frank Vogel's agenda, but that was probably it. You know, you go out, you acquire Russ in the offseason, you're running and gunning. We're second in the league in pace right now. We're ninth in turnovers. We're going a thousand miles an hour with our offense and our defense. We're just, you know, praying that the other team has an off night. And to me, that's just not a recipe for success. So that's why, for me, defense makes up 40% of my blame pie. Okay. Now, as far as Russ and AD, they each, uh, they're taking 20% of the blame. I think that's fair. I don't think either of them have had the start that they would have liked. Um, I mean, for the first 11 games, Russ was playing some of the worst basketball of his career based on the stats. He was averaging five turnovers a game, one of the worst in the league. He was shooting 25% from threes, 64% from the free throw line, and he just couldn't get into any kind of rhythm. Would you guys mm-hmm. agree? Get to start? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, since then, he's turned it around. His stats have improved. He's kind of settled into his role, which has been good to see. 
I won't speak too much on AD because I know Billy's gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna go in on AD a little bit, get some things off his chest, right, Billy boy? Yeah, AD's a problem. <laughs> he's a problem. <laughs> Not in a good way either. <laughs> Not in a good way either. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, he's really been struggling to start the season as well. Um, I will say though that the silver lining here is that you know all all big three came up big, you know, for us for the first time last night against Detroit. So that was good to see. Again, it was Detroit, so who knows how much you can really pull from that, but. You know, hey, we'll take we'll take what we can get at this point. Um, let's see here. I put a ten percent of my blame on the offense, Anthony. I know you're losing your mind over there, right? Oh, just get ready. <laughs> uh, ma- mainly just due to the lackluster contributions of the starters through the first twenty two games. Uh, obviously, we talked AD and Russell already, but uh, there's too many times in these games where there's just too much ISO ball. You know, especially from LeBron, guys standing around, no one's cutting, we're not running plays. Uh, it cost us the game the other night in Triple OT versus the Kings, and uh, your boy boy James Worthy was pissed, you know. Uh, but aside, one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and and he was pre- after that game, you know, uh, Spectrum Sportsnet. He he was pretty much, you know, just he was the voice of the people because we were all feeling that way, you know. Um, but aside from that, I think we have some nice contributions off the bench this season so far. Uh, Ellington, your boy Monk, Anthony, I'm a little surprised there. And, and especially Carmelo, you know, have all been snipers this season. So that's been uh, it's been nice to see. But I think the bigger issues are on the defensive end. And uh, the last 10 percent of my blame pie goes to LeBron and Frank Vogel, uh, both getting five percent each. I think LeBron needs to be a better leader, both offensively and defensively. Uh, I think he needs to chill a little bit with the ISO ball. Uh, there's times where I think throughout the game he, he'll recognize that. Like, I think it was the Indiana game. Like, he was doing a lot of ISO ball in the, in the first half, and then the mm-hmm. second half, like, almost none. And they went back to running plays and stuff. So just doing little things like that, uh, you know, again, it might win us a game here, you know, a game or two here and there like it did in Indiana. But, uh, you know, that also happened to be a night where we played superb defense in that second <clears throat> half. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And uh, I don't know that I like him shooting all these threes and logo threes and, you know, just – he's jacking up threes like crazy. And right. Anthony, I, I know, I know that, you know, I was texting you that LeBron at this point in his career, in my, in my opinion is best off with his back to the basket down on the block, using his little baseline turnaround fadeaway jumper. That is damn near impossible to guard. And I think I literally saw an article today that said LeBron at center would solve a lot of the Lakers problems. And I know we've seen a little bit of that small ball and it's had some success. It but- worked. Yeah. It worked in Indiana. But what do I know, you know, and defensively, I just think he needs to be better about inspiring players on the defensive end, because we know he's going to be pacing himself for the season and only playing defense and spurts. And, you know, he's he's passed that already at this point in his career. But with with the team and the young guys watching, is that the message that's really being received, you know, because he is the leader of the team. And if he's not out there, you know, either playing D or inspiring D, then, you know, that could be a bad thing. So I agree. And then. All, this all celebrating sh- stuff with, you know, every time they get a lead, every time he makes a big shot or something like that, they get all, like, pumping their chest and all this bullshit. Yeah, but every and, player does that. No, no, no. He's getting, <laughs> he's you getting saw a little Steph the other night, yesterday against the Clippers. I mean, they all do it. But he's getting a little excessive this year, and he's doing it. We're having a struggling season, having, you know, at the time below well, record. And- He's sitting there pumping his chest and she's like, no, you're, you need to get these guys going. Not like that. You're just basically celebrating your own. Well, Billy, 
Billy. Billy. Yeah, yeah. And Billy, and let's not even get started about when he was injured, right? You, you yeah. made a big old stink about him being on the sideline on oh, the other side of the court. He was running up and down with... the court talking to the refs and stuff like he could play. I'm like, if you're injured, if you're that hurt, you can't run like you're running up and down the sidelines like that. Well, well no, that's, not, that, I'm not, that's I'm not, a whole I'm, other argument. And I'm, yeah, and I'm not just talking that, though, Billy. Remember, you were, you were all mad, too. Remember when he was, like, hanging out with Rich Paul and, like, celebrities? He's hanging out on the other side of the court, mm-hmm. more, you know, in the middle of games. It's like, come on, man. Like, he's either doing too much where he's on the court with the refs or he's, like, not doing enough. He's over there hanging out with celebrities. You know, I think he just needs to find that middle ground when he's injured and be, be a leader like Rondo is. Like, Rondo doesn't really play, but he's out there coaching and directing, you know. Exactly. But as far as uh, – in my last piece here, as far as Vogel, I just think that, you know, he gets his 5% because I think he needs to be more assertive and take more of a lead on certain decisions. Uh, I remember one time, Anthony, you were saying – and I can't remember if it was on the group text or if it was on a pod, but, uh, you know, like Russ had taken a late game bad shot that ended up costing us the game. And you were like, was that really the play call? Do we believe that Vogel drew it up for Russ to take that last shot? Right. Or was right. that Russ that, just being that was Russ? the Oklahoma City game, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, feel, it feels like for a lot of the games early on, Russ was allowed to be Russ. And then sometimes in these ISO situations, LeBron's allowed to be LeBron, but I mean, what are you going to do? If that's the case, how much blame can we really put on Frank Vogel? You know, right. so. Yeah. So that that's my blame pie. That's how I, I feel this season has gone so far, in my eyes anyways, the correct eyes. So let me hear what you guys got. This. <clears throat> okay. All right. That was a cute little dissertation. Now, <laughs> dissertation. Oh, here we go. oh, my God. Now for, now for the real analysis. <laughs> so 25% to our offense specifically our half court offense okay Mm -hmm. i give the next biggest percentage to defense but specifically our defensive rebounding at 20 percent then i give 15 percent to ad i think we're all kind of going to be in agreement that ad hasn't hasn't been the ad that we expect I give 14% to Frank Vogel. He said 14%. 14%. Hold on. Wait for it. Uh, I give well, 11%. 5% to LeBron. <laughs> I give 5% to the turnovers. 5% to injuries. 5% to free throws. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. 5% to Russ. And 1% to Kyrie Irving because everything is Kyrie's fault. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, so, but I, ra- okay. I ran out of space. I'm over here trying to take notes, and I ran out of space. My damn paper. Right, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of was, factors here. But specifically, was, let's talk about the, the main areas. I was waiting for so, the rest of the defensive percentage, but I'm surprised you let low on defense. Well, <laughs> I think there's a lot of factors here, but 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 in all seriousness, you know, Kobe touched on the offense. And see, my big thing that I've been preaching to you guys is the defense is going to come from the offense because kind of like what Kobe said, right? You said, right, Kobe, that you think this team just decided they were not going to play elite defense, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what you said. And I think that's kind of right. I think this team is built to play elite offense, and then that defense is going to feed off of the offense. And I think even Frank Vogel felt like, look, I can make this defense work because we're going to be running and gunning and scoring all these points that I think I can make the defense work to, you know, to a similar style and look to kind of a version of what we had the last two years. But 
because the offense has been so inefficient, particularly in the half court, because you said it, Kobe, we're second in the league in pace, but we're 22nd in the league in offensive rating. So that tells you right there, if we're so good in pace, how can we be so poor in our actual offensive rating? Because just like you said, in the half court, there are stretches and we've seen it with our own eyes in every single game, particularly in the last few where we get a nice comfortable lead because we're running our offense and then it turns into ISO ball or just lazy sloppy effort or guys just, we got the big lead. So everyone just stops working on the offensive end and it leads to somebody jacking up a three like that, like in that Sacramento game where LeBron shot like 19 threes or whatever freaking ridiculous number it was. We went five or six straight possessions without a single point. And I think, in those five or six possessions, I think four of them were three pointers. Like mm-hmm. just like run the clock down, take a three, not even in the offense three, just someone's got to just dribble, dribble, dribble. And then someone takes a three or four seconds left. Say that diff- but you can say the same thing defensively though. Well, they, but, but, they... but that's my, but that's my point. I think that when you have all these poor offensive possessions and you're turning the ball over too much, that puts more strain on a defense that is already not good enough to just get stops. How many times in that Sacramento game game did we have to just get one stop, Kobe, and we couldn't do it? Yeah. (laughs) I think because this team is built so offensive-centric, the defense is going to feed more off the offense because that's the way that's those are the kind of players we have. For better or worse, that's what we've got. We don't have a bunch of lockdown defenders, so it's going to have to work that way. But the flip side of that, yes, the defense has to – pull its weight a little bit we're not going to beat people 120 to 118 so the defense has to be better we're all in agreement there and to me i think it starts with the rebounding we give up the most offensive rebounds in the league you saw it again in that sacramento game they had 16 (laughs) offensive rebounds that led to i believe 14 points yeah it was crazy it was like they got so many second and third and fourth opportunities like yes and it was always like a little guy grabbing it too it was never you know yes out rebounding the big bigs down there and it doesn't matter if we go big or small we're we're just we're just not rebounding so it's not even like oh we're playing too small no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who's on the floor we're just not getting rebounds because if you look at you know our our defensive rating is actually not bad it's actually 18th in the league, which is surprisingly higher than I thought. But our rebounding, our defensive rebounding rating is 25th. So to me, that's the biggest problem with the defense. Well, is and, if you sure up the rebounds, I think it will improve the defense because you're gonna you're not gonna give up those extra possessions and those extra points. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be a surprise though, because like I said, we don't do the basics. Like we don't do the basics. And what's a basic for rebounding? Boxing out. And all we do is stand and watch the ball and you know, yeah. five guys literally watching. And then a little guy will just sneak in and snag it. You know, I mean, no, I get it. it. And what do, what do I always say? What did Pat Riley used to always say? No rebound, no ring. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is basic. And to me, what, what we watch, we, we, we see the same things. We see miscommunications on, on defense. We see breakdowns on switches. I totally agree with you that we look like, we're not sure how to defend the pick and roll. Sometimes we switch. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we switch it with a different guy than we do the previous possession. So it's easy to, to, for me to see, well, do these guys just not know what they're doing? Or are we just changing things so often because we're trying so many different things that guys can't figure it out because every other possession, 
it's a different rotation. It's a different scheme. Yeah, I, I, I think know. I think and and the, and just on a side note, because this has been bothering me like a lot because I've been seeing a seeing it a lot more. I think they're like scouting like our our baseline defense or something because ever since PJ Tucker like came in and, and dunked on us on that one game, remember he just came out of nowhere and no, uh, oh, like, I, I noticed it too. They're calling. yeah. And then, like, Indiana, like, came down. I think I was texting you. I think I'm like, they just ran the same play, like, three times because we're not paying attention on the baseline. And then same thing with the Kings game. It's like they're just beating us on the baseline. And I remember watching Russ uh, on one play. I had to, like, rewind it and be like, what happened? Where did the breakdown happen? And, and you know, they teach you in high school basketball that you should always have the ball and your man in your peripherals. You should be able to see both at the same yeah, time. See, see ball and man. See and, ball and, and man. Yes, the ball man at the same time, you should be able to point to both. And there was this play where Russ was standing near the baseline and he just he had he was full on looking at the the man with the ball and his guy was behind him. And all he would do is just turn his neck like he was checking his blind spot, you know, Mm. and it's like that's the easiest thing as a defender or, you know, as someone on offense. That's the easiest thing to like just like as soon as he turns his head back, I'm just going to sneak behind him. He's not going to see me. And it's like, we must be doing that. I mean, I just thought with that one play with Russ, but that's, that has to be happening yeah. because we're just getting beat on that every single time. It's, and that's, that's a basic. They teach you that. Right. Yeah. Well, they taught me in high school basketball. You always see both man and the ball, you know? So I, yeah. and I, I don't, don't know. It's crazy. I don't think you're, Kobe, I don't think you're wrong when you talk about effort. I don't think that, I don't think it's, I don't think you're wrong where it's, it's just like, it's not effort at all. I just think it's a combination of effort and guys just honestly, we just look lost. Like we're not sure what we're doing. Well, because again, I don't think we want to, I don't think we want to be sure what we're doing. We're not trying to play on that end. It's It's like every time a guy drives to the basket, why do another, why does the guy guarding the shooter slide over? And then that leaves the shooter open. You know, I mean, threes, the last game they made uh, Detroit because that same damn play, the guy was driving in. Already, the guy slides over to help, and then the shooters shoot. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, and Anthony, you you said this yesterday. Anthony said this. Anthony said this yesterday. We shouldn't be doubling anybody. We we, we had the easiest, you know, start to anybody in the league. Yeah, so easiest start to the season. Why are we doubling anybody? We should be just staying man to man. We can't stay man to man on the on the yes. these teams. How are we gonna like even defend the better? Nope. And we team? wait till we're down like fifteen points to start playing defense. Like you can't do that. You're putting yourself a more strain. And more energy out of you to, yeah. We should have never gone to triple overtime with the Kings, you know. Uh, Run your offense. It's like if you play consistent throughout the whole game, start to finish. You don't have to worry about extending all this energy to catch up. Well, and you know, even the guys on the telecast talked about this, and we've talked about it too. Every game is a grind. Like win or lose, ugly or pretty. Not, nothing's coming easy for us right now. Everything is a struggle. We play way too much zone. I mean, yes, you play a little bit of zone from time to time in the NBA, but we played a lot more zone in, 20, in 22 games than we did in the last two years. I, zone. I've always hated zone. I hate zone de- defense. I, I like zone. There's a couple zone defenses I like to, well, to play. I'm not saying there isn't a place for it, but we're playing a lot of zone. Well, I used to Too not be zone. played at all in the NBA until like what the last like four or five years, like they started yeah. running it a little bit more. Yeah. But well, anyways, okay. Let me let me continue because we could we could we could yeah. harp on this all the time. So um, then I had AD at fifteen percent, and it, it AD. I'm not totally upset with AD. My biggest thing with AD is. 
And I've said this before, the Lakers, in my opinion, are at their best when Anthony Davis is hitting perimeter shots, when he's able to stretch the floor and make some threes. And right now, he's literally the worst three-point shooter, like, in the history of the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Was it, like, 14% or something? Yeah. But, like, literally, he is the worst ever. <laughs> See, that's what thing too. He's outside, playing outside like he's going to shoot outside. He can't make crap, yet he stays outside where he could be inside helping getting rebounds or put or posting up and stuff like that. Well, well if you're not making shots, then do something else to help your team. Well, yeah, and I think, I, yeah, and th- but I think he, he, I think he is playing well in the post. But to me, when he is at his best, when he is a guy that is unstoppable, he is a guy that can beat you inside and outside. That's what makes him so dangerous, that versatility. And right now, because he can't make anything outside of 10 feet, te- teams are are not worried about that. They're not they're not stre- they're not stretching the the defense, right? It's not opening up the paint. Because yeah. no one's worried about him making a jumper. Well, and I think I think that uh, uh, the reason that small ball is working is because it allows Russ to operate in the paint, you know, and that's why AD probably is hanging out a little bit more on the three because you know he's he's the one pushing uh, Russ to be Russ, and in order for Russ to be Russ, he needs that paint cleared, you know. So, well, but you can look at and and the, and it's been it's been chronicled. His numbers have gone down from the from the three point line, from outside the paint, and from the free throw line over the last two seasons like each of the year like the championship year last year went down this year I mean he's what is he shooting like 74 percent from the free throw line and I think he was like 86 or something when we won the championship right 86 87 percent yeah he was he shot a lot better from the free throw line his first year there yeah I mean look at last night was was only the second game this season where he's made more than one three now, coincidentally, we won both those games, but that's not the point. The point is, he 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 has to find some way to start hitting some of these shots. Now, I'm not saying he's got to take nine threes a game. I'm just saying he's got to be a threat from the perimeter. Because if he's not, that that takes away his his edge, right? His his ability to be that good because he can beat you in multiple ways. Um, and then I have uh, Frank Vogel next at 14. percent Really, my only issue with Frank and Billy and I talk about this all the time is just the rotations, just the lineups. You know, I, I I just I think there's way too many. Like even last night, there's so many different lineups that we that we've seen, not just starting lineups, but I mean rotations, guys yeah. on the floor together. I just think it's hard to improve when you're playing a different two or three lineups every single night to experiment or sign know Some of it's due to injury, but I mean, there's certain guys like, I, I mean, I like Avery Bradley. I think he's a solid player. I would have been fine with us signing him, you know, outright in the off season and having him been with us the whole time, but for him to be signed the day before the season starts and be a starter on this team playing 25 minutes a night, that's a problem, in my opinion. That tells me that why, why is he getting so many minutes? He wasn't even here in training camp. That's a big issue for me. That tells me that there's there's problems. Okay, so let me let me ask you this, then, what? Anthony. You're, you're you're Frank Vogel. You got a brand new team, basically. You're twenty. You're going twenty two games into the season. Who's your starting five consistently all the time? Well, look, I, like I said, I understand some of it's injury based. I get that, <laughs> but 
uh, to me, I would have, I, I like, I like everybody in the lineup, except I would start Wayne Ellington over Avery Bradley because he, he spaces the floor better. And mm-hmm. then I would have, I would have Bradley maybe sprinkled in off the bench with, you know, with THT and Mello and Monk and Dwight. And then when Kendrick Nunn returns, I, I just, I just think that, Avery Bradley is not an elite defender anymore like we like we would like him to be or like we maybe believe him to be because I'm watching even when he's you know out there last night I mean he's he's not shutting guys down anymore I mean he's he's still an above average defender but he's not locking guys up anymore right and if you're not locking guys up and you can't score then I'd rather at least give me the guy that at least give me Wayne Ellington or Malik Monk who, okay, I know they're not going to lock him up, but at least I know they're going to score. At least they're going to make shots. So I mean, you've got to kind of pick your poison and I'll take the guy that at least is going to, at least I know is going to give me something. I mean, honestly, I think Ellington was going to start, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, but he got hurt obviously, but I I think you're probably right, Billy. I think he was probably good. Now that he's got what, probably 10 games in. Yeah. Well, but I think, I think you've seen what you can get out of guys like Monk and Ellington. They're they're, they're good, solid players that can come in and make shots. I just think I just that I, about my the reason I asked you the question was because I think I, I just think hindsight is twenty twenty, you know, and we can sit here and say, oh, like all these rotations and these lineups, and I know people are pissed about it, but it's like put yourself in his shoes. Like, wouldn't you be experimenting too? I mean, the, well, I, not I like know, you. And, but but Kobe, that comes back to what we said months ago, where the fact that the Lakers just basically punted on the preseason instead of doing this stuff then and experimenting and figuring out what you That's had. That's why I was have. so upset in preseason. And you were the one that was like, it's only preseason. This doesn't matter. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm not, the result didn't bother me, but I told you, I was, I was agreeing with you that I didn't think we should have just completely punted on the preseason that we should have used those games to play guys to see what we had. And we didn't do that. Yeah. So I think that's part of the problem. But, right, continue uh, but on. anyways, I do, like I said, I understand what you're saying. Frank, Frank Vogel can only do so much, but I think that you got to give him some blame because I think he's made some questionable rotations, even late in games with different, you know, different lineups and, you know, things of that nature. But some blame. I, get, I mean, you, you're giving him 14%. That's 1% less than Mr. <laughs> uh, worst three-point shooter of all time, AB. I know. I know. I mean, geez. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here, too. That's why I only gave Frank 5%. I mean, I'm giving him some blame, but I mean, not for, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give him, I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, so, anyways, I give LeBron 5% because one, you know, he, he's only played in half the games. And I think that he, if he really wanted to, he probably could have played in all of them. Um, and, and I do agree with you that not so much, I don't think he's being a bad leader. I just, I think that, like you said, like some at points in the game, I think he just either paces himself or he gets lazy or maybe generally is fatigued. I mean, he is, you know, he is not, you know, young anymore. So, you know, he doesn't attack the paint or get on the block like, like, like you, like you like to see. And he just settles for that outside jumper or three pointer that he could get whenever he wants. Logo there's there's no work involved in that. Logo three. He takes like two to three logo threes a game. Yeah, but th- to me, that's th- those are those are those are bad possessions that lead to easy buckets on the other end, which affect the defense. And I think that that's why I give him a little bit of the blame because you got to attack, you got to get in the post, you got to 
you know, you got to create, don't, don't just take those threes. I give Russ 5% uh, just because he did start off very poorly, but lately Russ has been fantastic. He's, he's ironically, yeah. he's been, he's been one of our most consistent players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just la- last week alone, he averaged 27, 10 and nine and his free throw percentage has gone up his three point percent. Like everything's gone up over the last couple of weeks. And I know he's hitting the three nicely and everything, but I did say a pot or two ago, he needs to pretty much cut it, which he has and just work on that mid range. And what he's been doing, banking shots yeah. left and right in the mid range. No. And, and, and we were, and we were all on board with that. We, we like him taking a couple of threes, but not seven or eight. Like that's ridiculous. You're not, you're not Steph Curry. You don't and need I'm, to take I'm, it seven or eight. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised how much he's deferred late in games too. Like I'm surprised by that. Like yeah, to where I told Frank's you, leaving him but, in. <laughs> yeah, but remember, I told you that that would happen when LeBron came back because you know LeBron would. LeBron is not going to allow. No, no, no. I know, but I but we all know how Russ is, and I just didn't know that. I no one knew if it would actually happen. <clears throat> yeah, we, we knew it would maybe, but we weren't a hundred percent sure. Well, yeah, so this, Washington too. It took them. A few games to get used to the team and the flow of how everything works, and you can see it happening here. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I more Russ com- is doing what I thought Russ would do. I just I didn't think he would struggle quite as much out of the gates, but this is what I expected from Russ. So I, I'm not really too down on Russ. Uh, free throw shooting, I also give it the five percent too, just because we should be better. We have a lot of shooters on this team, so they should be able to make free throws, and collectively, they're not. Ironically, LeBron has been the only one that's like better from last year, right? Yeah. Everybody else has been worse. Let me let me feed you a quick stat here, though. We're seventy four point two percent, twenty two games in. When we were at the eleven game mark, uh, we were seventy three point three percent, which was uh, ninth out of the top ten teams that uh, uh, top ten teams in the league in points score per game. We were ninth in free throw percentage. Um, and the next team was Miami at 82%, like a 10% difference. So we're only like a percent better than that. So, you know, we're probably still at the bottom, uh, you know, in free throws. But, yeah, you're right. LeBron has been better. But as a team, we, we need to be much better, especially because we're losing a game or two here and there just by points, you know. So Well, but, but the point is we should be because we have guys that can make them. It's not, a, it's not like we got a bunch of shacks on this team. Like we have guys that should be good free throw shooters. Well, it's mental, right, Billy? You know, yeah. So. Well, you're right. It's, it's it's muscle memory. It's just it's just it's just. It's, <laughs> did this um, guys see the stat last night? Of LeBron's free throw percentage. He's actually I'm actually impressed with that as far as his fourth quarter free throw percentage is like what was it 89, 85 somewhere on there. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, he's he's above seventy five percent on the season, and that's that's better than he's been the last couple of years. So, so you know, he hasn't really been a, a problem per se on the free throw line. Um. But then I also I also you know have to give five percent to injuries because it, it's a factor. It 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 obviously matters. LeBron's only played in half the games. AD's missed a couple. You know we've obviously Ariza, THT, Ellington. You know, Kendrick. yeah, that, that that was a shocker for me. I thought you'd have injuries at like sixty percent. You know, no, because because <laughs> a lot of these games we've lost aren't because of injuries. They're just they're just because we played poorly. Because it's not like it's not like we lost to a bunch of good teams. We lost to a bunch of you know bottom feeding teams. We lost to a bunch of garbage teams. Finally, Billy Anthony seeing the light. Yeah. But but you but you but no. But my big thing is you just dismiss it like it doesn't like it doesn't matter. You have to acknowledge it. It does matter. It doesn't didn't make even make my cut. Didn't even make my pie. It does make a difference. <laughs> and then one percent for Kyrie because it's Kyrie. <laughs> 
I'm surprised we haven't heard nothing about Kyrie. Like, uh, he's not going to play against this season. I mean, maybe at some point when they change the rules, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Not looking like it. So I so I think so far you you and I, Kobe, I mean we're we're very similar. You know, we just the numbers are a little shifted, but we're we're all we're all seeing the same thing. What what about you, Billy? What have you seen? I have problems. <laughs> so I didn't make a pie, but this I know. Awesome. I, I know. It's, it, you had to get it count to hundred, it got tricky. It's okay. Just give us a ballpark. <laughs> oh, I'd rather I'd rather eat a pie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so time's a uh, issue right now, so let's make this quick. I agree with Kobe 100% on defense. Everything he said, um, effort is horrible. They're out there, you know, just watching each other, seeing who's going to do what, pointing here, pointing there, but no one's really taking any initiative to take a lead on that, and that is a huge problem. I just – guys look lost. You know, they're getting beat baseline. We're doubling for no reason. I don't. I hate zone. If you're going to switch – at least call it or switch or, you know, be on the same page. You, you see guys kind of bumping into each other and stuff on switches. That's annoying. Um, that's just fundamentals. It's that's where I get on Vogel and some of the coaching staff about it's like, it's fundamentals. The, they should be not happening. It's not communication. It's not, Oh, we're not used to each other. It's fundamentals. And there's just, it's, they gotta be instilled into them. And like Kobe said, LeBron, if he's out there and AD is out there not playing hard on defense and it's kind of like monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, offensively, we're taking stupid shots. LeBron especially pulling up, taking logo shots for no reason. If the clock's running down, all right, cool, whatever. You know, maybe a couple a game if it's necessary, or if the guy's really slacking off you. Um, other than that, I say I say we give it to Dwight. He's shooting seventy one percent this season from three. I know he didn't even play last night. <laughs> God, but hey, Billy. Well, in fairness, the Dwight clock is running Lopez. Down. I mean, Billy, <laughs> what? The clock. In fairness, the clock is running down because LeBron dribbles it for fifteen seconds before he takes the load. Oh yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the problem too, because they want to run on the clock, right? But you're getting stupid shots. You're dribbling the ball, like you said, fifteen seconds or so and then you gotta take a stupid shot and you're not getting any points and then it's a long rebound the other team goes on a fast break our transition defense sucks they double someone they pop it out the team gets a three and look oh suddenly three threes and they're back in the game they're oh, we're only down five now yeah yeah bad offense yeah. bad defense yeah because of stuff like that and that's where i kind of blame the coaching is because they're not getting on these guys' ass and saying hey we need to stop doing this garbage. You know better, you know. And LeBron, again, yeah, man, I'm about to put like 50% on LeBron the way this <laughs> one. Oh, but, uh, no, Vogel needs to get on their ass. And if Vogel's not, someone else needs to. Something's, someone's got to be held accountable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, where else was I going? AD. <laughs> Lately, he's played better. But he's not making the shots. I guess say he looks lost out there. He should be getting more rebounds. How many rebounds does he average a game? Someone get me that. He About should eleven. Be, yeah, like, playing outside too much. And even when said that's a, that's one thing they have to work on because teams are bringing AD out of the paint when we're on defense. So AD's not in the paint to get these rebounds. 
So that's something that that's a scheme thing that goes back on the coaching, right? But my whole thing is effort. I we shouldn't be we just shouldn't be this bad. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I said, I, I think the coaching is a huge issue. I'm, I'm blaming a lot of it on the coaching, and I'm blaming a lot on uh, LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. Well, but when your team struggles, the stars obviously take a lot of the blame. That's that's why they're there. That's that's why they're the stars. Their job is to get the team to win. So you're not gonna you're not gonna blame THT or Avery Bradley, even though like yeah, you could, but but that's not their job. It's not their role. Well, THT shouldn't be starting. First of all, <clears throat> yeah. Well, he, he's still a little sloppy. He came out the first two games and he had a couple two good games back, and then suddenly he's back to you know dribbling all over the place and throwing up great shots and you know he's not a good defender at all well yeah he still hasn't mastered that but it's also that like my issue with Vogel it's it's lineups right you can't have THT Bradley and Russ on the floor because none of those guys shoot well and then you have these guys nights off for like three games straight and then suddenly you throw them in like Austin Reeves came back in out of nowhere last time like he hasn't played in like a week Right, well, two weeks, and it looked like it. Yeah, um, and for no reason, they just sat him and they gave Ellington all this time. Now suddenly, Ellington's not getting time and reason. Like this is the problem. This is why guys can't get rhythms. That's why guys can't get used to each other, because Vogel is toying with everything. We're twenty-two games in. We gotta stop toying around and get us get it solidified. Yeah, let let me ask you guys real quick about. What, what do you what do you really feel like about the LeBron at center lineup? I know it worked well in the Pacers game, and I know we saw it a little bit on Friday. We saw it a little more last night, and it's and it's and it's been effective for the most part. But also playing against garbage teams that don't have a true center. What, what's your take on the LeBron center lineup? I think I mean like like I was saying earlier. I think at this point it's almost kind of like we don't have a choice because we're, we're, we're doing the running gun offense. We're not really going to play any defense and small ball is probably going to be the way to go. You know um, that's the way I feel, because I think if we're going to be playing D uh, if we're going to be locking down, we're, we have to go bigger. And uh, I don't know, that just doesn't always work out well for us. So I work in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, maybe but why not just play AD at center? Well, and that's, that's what I was thinking about that today. I'm like, okay, so the AD was supposed to apparently be playing more five. LeBron was going to play more four, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, AD is clearly, and I don't know what it is, but AD seems so frustrated this season. He seems so, I don't know. It's just, he seems a little dejected. Remember he got thrown out of the bulls game. I was telling you guys out, I, I was watching him the whole night. He just seemed real like irritated. And uh, I don't know if he's just not happy this season or what's going on, but I mean, clearly he just doesn't seem real fit. It still seems like every time he gets poked in the eye or he gets hit, like he's going down, like, sadly like lebron's probably better fit for the five as crazy as that sounds you know at 37 years old so well i i think Ed, of course AD's frustrated. he's the worst three-point shooter in history to leave <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. think it's ad's head that he knows whenever he goes down it's like oh shit am i gonna get hurt or you know what i mean yeah, i don't know about that because i mean he's been dealing with it his whole his whole career i mean i think it's just you know yeah, kind of accepted at this point but it's come to light even more lately too. And you know how people put stuff out there like, Oh no, he he's on the floor. Or what, he's going to be out two weeks, you know, but he, I'm sure he hears that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course he does. He's, he, he's, he's aware of that. And I think that's why you see a little more of a concerted effort from him to be, you know, 
quote unquote tougher, right? Like he'll get up and he'll, he'll you know, fall down, he'll get up, he'll fall down and get up. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, hobbling around, so to speak, as much as we've, as much as we saw last year with the, you know, with the major injuries. But I, I, like I just it. don't know if LeBron at center is sustainable. It's, it's not, it's well, not sustainable, but you know, in, that's in times in spurts, yeah. working right. teams in spurts, then yeah, fine. But it's not going to work against everybody. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I just think that, yeah, you can, you can do it against certain teams, especially smaller teams, <laughs> but at some point the, the, we're going to be most successful when AD's at the five. I mean, that's what we did in the championship year. The, you know, late game scenarios, AD goes to the five, his versatility makes us, you know, most dominant. So he's, he's got to get comfortable at the five, um, you know, in, in whatever way that, you know, like you said, whatever you think might be bugging him, he's, he's got to at some point just get comfortable enough to know that, you know, Hey, last five minutes of the game, I'm going to be playing center because that's our best chance to win. Mom yeah. Wellington need more playing time. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's why I would start Ellington and I would, I would take Bradley and I would just have him on the bench as a guy that you could sprinkle in as needed. If you think he'll play a little better defense or if somebody gets in foul trouble or whatever, yeah. but you, I, know, I, I know you guys want to sprinkle that offense and those, those three point shooters out there. But I, before we go, I just want to leave you guys with one, one little thing that I stumbled on today. Is that cool? Uh, sure. Or do you got something you got to wrap up? No, no, no. Go ahead. It's, it's not. It's not like a John Morant rookie, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, today I was actually uh, doing some stat digging, and I happened to stumble upon a stat on NBA.com. It's the hustle leaders stat. Have you seen that one, Anthony? I have, but okay. Is this is this another, is this going to be like another one of your plus minus dissertations? It's going to. I think me- I heard about that like a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> No, but I thought it was interesting because I hadn't seen it yet. And it's just, it's essentially um, top 10 players in cat. Oh, they do players and teams, but top 10 players and teams in uh, categories like deflections, loose balls recovered, charges drawn, contested twos, contested threes, box outs, stuff like that. Almost entirely defensive uh, stats. Okay. Um, there, there's 24 categories, 10 players in each. So it's like 240 slots. Uh how many of those slots do you think the Lakers occupy? Oh, maybe like two. <laughs> Not that bad, actually. Uh, LeBron, AD, and DeAndre Jordan are on there seven times combined. Yeah. Check this out. Your boy Zubac, yeah. he's on there nine times by himself. Okay. Giannis is on there seven times by himself. Hell, even Lonzo and LaMelo, my boys, they're on there five times ad lebron and dj are on there seven times okay so that that kind of that, 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 that kind of tells you kind of where we're at defensively in in, the, in these hustle uh stats hold on i'm not done uh teams now teams there's only 16 categories 160 slots because they do 10 teams per category the nets occupy five slots the Suns occupy five slots. The Warriors occupy six slots. They're number one and two in offense and defense. And the Lakers only occupy three slots. So that that's telling to me. And uh, when you when you wonder why maybe Vogel wants guys like Bradley out there, because maybe our defense is so stretched in that we really don't have a choice. How, how many how many slots did Bradley occupy? Brad, Bradley, uh, I don't know. I didn't really see him on there. But, yeah, are you no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> That's all the hustle stuff. 
But hey, I mean, at the end of the day, just our team is just struggling. Period. On, I know, but, on but see, those 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 kind of stats are are really you know that's just deep diving for the geeks like you and I. Because I'm sorry, if DeAndre Jordan and Zubak are occupying 17 slots, we got problems. <laughs> No, they're not. DeAndre Jordan only had one of the spots, and then, like, AD had four, and LeBron had, like, two. LeBron, like, is, like, a top ten uh, charge draw. He draws, like, you know, charges yeah. like crazy. I know, but late in game, Zubak ain't on the floor either, so. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, anyway, that's that was my fun fun facts for the day right there. Oh, good. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you did your research. That's clever. <laughs> that's clever. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> wrap us up. All right. Well, I think uh, it's enough hijinks for one night. As always, we thank you guys for listening. Please uh, find us wherever you can. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your best friend's phone. Whatever you got to do to listen to us, please uh, listen to us. Like us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We appreciate um, anything and everything. So thank you guys for listening. And catch a business card. Peace out. Right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.